Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. things everywhere. That's a way to start the show, right? Sorry, everybody Dropping listening. Dropping the ball right from yeah, the beginning. knocking things over, but it's good. That's all right. We're happy to be here. Yes. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello Michelle. Hello, hello, Emily. How are you tonight? I am feeling just fine. Oh, that's great. I I'm really... Am. I usually I'm on a Monday when we do our show. <laughs> I'm always excited to come in and taste a new wine and then talk with a new guest and see you, you know, because I, I don't see you enough. It's. I mean, I think we only saw each other like six times last week, so... And that was Saturday. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did have a good time there hitting all those wine tastings. Oh, I'm telling you, St. Louis, we, on Saturday, if you aren't doing anything, there's, we know at least three or four, three yes. places at least you can hit and like taste lots of great wines, meet some really cool people Absolutely. while you're sharing wine and chit-chatting. And we yes. told, talked about the podcast with a bunch of folks, so it made it yeah. completely and totally tax deductible. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and we... We picked up we picked up this wine we're drinking tonight. Yes, that's right. In fact, we knew that our guest, Becky Shonick, did I pr- pronounce your last name correctly? You did. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. We knew she was coming aboard for this conversation, and we were at the Wine Merchant, and we saw this bottle. In fact, Michelle spotted it, and I did. she was like, oh my God. Because that's how I pick out my wine. I love yes. like really cool labels. But then we did confer with Jason. We're like, hey, what do you think? Is this is yeah. this is this legit or is it just a cool label? He's like, no, go for it. It's great. So because he's like, of course, I'm gonna always carry legit stuff in my place. Well, you know, I mean, really, we probably should like re- rethink our question to him next time. Well, the the point is, he knows my palate. <laughs> oh, okay. So is it legit for you? Right. Not necessarily legit for anybody out there. Okay, cool. Right. He knows. So I'm it picky. was like, okay, Emily, you will like it. Yes. Yes. You will find this to be legit. Legit. Okay. Yes, exactly. So um, it's a really cool label. It's like a superhero woman with another superhero woman next to her, which is called, it's called Sidekick. And so, Becky, you know, the fact that we saw superhero and said, oh, this is Becky's wine. I just like Sidekick also. Yeah. Yeah. That gives you an indicator of what we think about this fabulous woman that's joining us tonight. So this is a 2017 Cabernet from California, and um, I'm I'm totally digging it. I don't know about you, ladies, <laughs> I, but that is that is uh, it code, is really good. That is code for Emily thinks it's legit I, too. It's true. <laughs> like I'm getting all kinds of great on the nose: blackberry, black currant, Coca Cola, and then like right away I get vanilla, tobacco, and leather, followed up with some smoke and caramel and toffee. What do you think? What do you well, get? Well, my first um, sip of it because you know I'm not as eloquent about oh you're eloquent i'm eloquent but in a different way it was like this wine is like making out by the fire pit wine it is i know yeah it's you it totally makes me think of that i'm i was thinking that i would drink this whole bottle and my panties would drop right away so (laughs) 
<laughs> we're all on the same page. By the fire pit, right? <laughs> By the it's fire the pit. Panties, this is yeah. perfect fire pit easy. wine. It's an easy wine. Yeah. yeah. And I, I hope for our it. listeners out there that don't ever have a chance to have a fire pit, go someplace cooler sometime. The temperature's a little cooler and sit by a fire pit and drink this wine. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. you're probably going to get lucky. It sounds The panties like it. will drop. <laughs> the panties will drop. And hopefully they're a nice, like a black, like a nice black satiny pair of panties with some with some good elasticity. <laughs> you know, the whole thing's in. <laughs> I love the fact that we have taken like the 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 term that everyone's like mic drop. You know, it's, this moment's a mic drop. We are elevating it to penny drop, penny, penny drop, drop. <laughs> yeah. When we were, we're, that's like a yeah. We yeah. could we should rate wines like that, you know, like we like, should have that. Like this is a panty drop wine, or like this how is... fast the panty drops. This this drops. Number one would be like, you know, quickly. you got to drink the whole wine. No, oh no. Oh, what do you think? Like yeah, five well, star? Like I don't know. Yeah, we're going to work on that, people. Mm, maybe there. by maybe by our but, third glass, we'll 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 know how this by the three. By the time works. the, uh, the uh, episode is over, we'll have figured out what what our rating system our is. Penny drop rating. I love it. Yeah, but it is really good. I'm I'm. I'm glad that I was, uh, you know, attracted to the pretty shiny thing over there in right. the corner. It, it worked. Yeah, it worked. It did. Yeah, I selected it. So I will own it. <laughs> I want to introduce Becky no, to the rest do. of the world here. So, um, Becky, I keep saying this in our episodes. We met at Medici. It's <laughs> kind, of kind of a recurring theme. Yeah, and just have so many amazing people across go through go through Medici. So we, there was a strategy session one day and um, Becky kept contributing really insightful um, comments, viewpoints. And yeah, and I was like, oh, I need to meet her. You know, so we talked afterwards and had coffee and it was like, okay, we're, we're going to be good friends. So Becky founded a Facebook group called Badass Mother effing oh, Unicorn no, Club. No, 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 Do you want to no. say it right? You're on a podcast. You're on you a can podcast, say whatever Emily. you want to say. We are not going to get... This is not radio. We're going to work on this. We're going to work on this for you. Know, you. Fucking. How, it's called fucking. How, it's called motherfucking. Okay. Badass <laughs> motherfucking unicorn but, club. I get it. But how many times do you hear me say Well, see, Emily, the funny thing is, is that I have friends <laughs> that would tease me about my enunciation of motherfucking. Like, I sound like such a white girl when I say it. Oh. Because I say... Like, I enunciate it. It's yeah. motherfucking. And like, one time I was at this party and I was with some uh, with some friends and like you know they were like no it's gotta be it's motherfucker you know they're like trying to tell me like all these other ways to say it and I like, tried it can you do yeah. that one more time motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly they like threw their shoulders and stuff and I'm like okay you know I'm trying I'm trying to sound really cool right now but it's you know it's badass motherfucking unicorn club <laughs> I know I feel like all I need, well hell I have my pearls on I'm like okay ladies we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're going to engage with the badass motherfucking unicorn club this evening yeah. and drink some wine. You know, like, yeah. Um. You're like the Harbor Valley PTA or something, you know, and trying to, you're like, you're like, you're like the church group on the Footloose movie that doesn't want anybody to, da- to dance, right? Is well, that what it is? no, definitely not. Okay. I mean, you it, have to, you're gonna have to, I like to dance. Right, but you're going to have to get comfortable saying, saying those words on our podcast, especially mm. when we have the founder of the organization. So do, do we have founder. a do I have a new challenge like in every episode I need to say fuck at least once? 
Yeah, how, I did, think so. how did that feel, ladies? That, did you, you like it? It? it was a little did forced. I own it? It, it was a little forced. I, I don't know. I think it was a good start. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm yeah, trying. Okay. <laughs> Give me a little more wine. Maybe we'll try it at the end of the episode <laughs> and see how it goes. So, so are you that uncomfortable with me when we're driving around and I'm just cursing at everybody? <laughs> not at all. Okay. All right. And you know what? I to be honest, it's not that I never say say the word. It's just I Look at her, ma- never say the word. <laughs> but it I I reserve it for special occasions. For the and- bedroom. Fuck me. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> And well, Ken, is, Ken is listening right now. And he's like, oh, I need please. to get home. <laughs> please, please say it tonight. Say it tonight, Emily. Just like that. Actually, he's gonna he's gonna take that little sound bite that you just did and say, "Come on, practice." Yeah, practice. right. Fuck right. Fuck me. I I mean, I'm not afraid of it. I just use it in instances where I'm really feeling it, and usually it's not in the There's fuck me moment. That. Usually, it's more like. I'm so pissed off. Like, you know, it comes in play during those moments, you know. But we all have our times when right. we employ that powerful word. Okay, can I tell you a funny story about that powerful word? Yes. Yes, of course. So I was in second grade, and we were living in South Carolina, and my brother and I were arguing arguing outside, and he's a year older than me. And I had I had heard the word fucker. I didn't know what it meant. And I'm outside. And my brother, he was just, he's like, just picking at me. And I were fighting. And I yelled, you're just a fucker. Really loud, right? <laughs> and somewhere my mother just appeared. <laughs> she grabbed my brother and I, like, by our hair and her neck and dragged us inside the house and washed our mouths out with Coast deodorant soap. Oh. It took me until I was probably a junior in high school before I was comfortable saying the word fuckers after that. Oh, wow. Yeah, and did you have like one of those moments? And I, I never wanted to ever shower with Coast deodorant. Yeah. So I'm wondering like now, like, did or initially, did you have like a phantom taste of Coast soap when you said the word? I, I, I would like, I would start, I was like, oh, 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 crap. You know, I would definitely mm-hmm. like, you know, change myself and I'm not saying that people out there need to wash their kids mouths out with a soap but that did happen to me and then then we were you know we were spanked and then we were sat down hours later and my father came home and he was like well Michelle <laughs> do you know what the word means I'm like I don't know what it means I just you know and, right and so dad explained it and I was like well that is just gross <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't and that lasted for a few years <laughs> that lasted right. yeah that lasted yeah. at least till I I was like 35. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you know. After Ralphie gets his mouth washed out with soap in a Christmas story. And then he's date he's like has a little daydream about, you know, coming back as a blind child to his family. And they're like, oh Ralphie, whatever did we do? And he's like, it 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 was soap poisoning. Oh, I love that scene. It's so great. I'm going to use that with my parents now. I'm, I'm nearly 50, so it'll be good. It'll be good when we're talking about, you know, future inheritances and stuff. I'll just remind them of, of that. The soap poisoning. The soap poisoning. Yeah, yeah. The coast deodorant soap. Do you have any early instances of the first time you um, cussed around your family? and Or you didn't know they were around? I don't remember cussing around my family. I remember my sister cussed a lot with my mom at my mom's house. Um, cussing was not like normal. Okay, at all. yeah. Yeah. No, we were kind of like the Brady Bunch family. 
Oh, yeah. Oh. His, hers, and ours. Okay. I know that the Brady Benches didn't have the hours, but it was a his, hers, and ours. And there was, yeah, there would have been no cussing. I mean, if I would have cussed, my, I would have had my mouth washed mouth. Yeah. So now that I'm an adult yeah. and I can you decide what I want to say anytime, <laughs> yeah. I've kind of embraced certain words. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's there are great. some go tos. There's some go to words out there. Yeah, I you know also owning a restaurant. There's a lot, mm-hmm. you know, kitchen conversations and those things. It's part of that culture back it, there. And the there's heat, a right? little bit of it, but we kind of make joke of it. We have, um, we were talking about it with two locations, and I want to say we now have nine employees. Out of those nine, nine, no, we have more than that. We've got thirteen or fifteen employees, and out of all of them, we only technically have my partner, who's a guy another full-time male cook and then we just hired another full-time male cook and then we have a part-time high school who's a guy mm-hmm. I mean we're really a women mm-hmm. majority yeah yeah kitchen ran what's the name, of, That's awesome. what's the name of your restaurant again symbol symbol okay yeah, yeah. and it's it has a a, a a spelling that's unique s-y-m-b-o-w-l mm-hmm. so symbols, mm-hmm. you know, symbiotic, all of that kind of thing, symbol, everything that we serve is in a bowl. Okay. Healthy lifestyle focused food. Mm-hmm. Food as medicine. Food right? as medicine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Real, mm-hmm. real, just real Farm food. Farm to table, organic, you know, and you have food for like all creative kinds of diets. and Yeah, we focus a lot on the integrative medicine, functional medicine doctors. That's who's sending a lot of their patients to us. We've honed in on a lot of them. Um, and now collaborating with like Dr. Frisch with the Shape mm-hmm. Reclaim, developing yeah. specific dressings and sauces for his protocols and that How kind of exciting. thing. So, yeah, we would we did not open up our doors with this in, pla- in place. However, Greg, my partner, has been cooking like this since he was in culinary school, working for a chiropractor, and um, it was it's how he's always cooked. Yeah. So, so he was going to have a restaurant how he cooked regardless. That was what yeah, his, his goal. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think we identified, we're going into our eighth year right now. I think we identified, we knew we were going to be gluten-free. We knew there were going to be certain components. Our menus never changed, but the terms have changed. Paleo, keto, yeah. mm-hmm. um, shape, you know, all of that was not there when we opened our doors. But it was very much the customers coming in and educating us on what, what was going need. on, what they needed help with. And we just tweaked things to accommodate and um, mm-hmm. made it easy. Our menu is the exact same, but we have five different menus highlighted specifically for those diet recommendations. And then product development has launched into those diet-specific aud- autoimmune, you know, no mm-hmm. nightshades, no tomatoes, that kind of thing. And now it's putting the shape reclaimed hat on and sure. no oils, no fats, all that. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I just sell the shit Greg has to make <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> okay, okay. It's delicious, by the way. I've I had your chicken and noodles. The um, dumplings, chicken. Oh yeah. The, at her restaurant or do you have? We do a grain-free chicken and dumplings on Tuesdays. It's a winter staple. Okay. Um, and people start requesting it early in the winter. And, um, yeah, they're good. It's like it's, your hearty dumpling that you can't, if you're grain-free or gluten-free and you can't do yeah. certain things, it's the textures. Comfort foods are what we grew up with. It's the mm-hmm. memories. It's celebration. 
So when you start telling people they have to eliminate certain foods out of their life, you really have people that can go into depression or easily switch over and fail at whatever it is that they're trying to do. And um, Greg's just really good at creating those same textures, flavors, and feels that you would have had prior to the elimination. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, chicken and noodles or chicken and dumplings is just one of those like all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. My grandmother used to make yeah. make it from scratch, and it was always just so good. And then, as a as a kid, um, I used to play in the youth symphony, and my, my and a couple of the other musicians and I. W- on our way to rehearsal would go by Mimi's restaurant and every Thursday evening they had the homemade chicken and noodles. So that was always this like amazing memory that I have like before rehearsal getting these homemade chicken and noodles that was just oh, so satisfying. And to this day, like every time I'm starting to not feel so well, it's like, oh, I need that. I need chicken and noodles or yeah. chicken and dumplings to revive my spirit you know yeah yeah and well you know and we would just open the can of campbell's chicken <laughs> noodles so it's nice to know that you've taken that to a level of health yeah mrs grass's chicken noodle soup was what i that was when i was a kid and i got sick my grandma would make it my mom would make it and it was that little nugget mm, <laughs> and yeah, the, the interesting coup, uh, yeah coup. and i remember even going away to college and in every care package, my mom or whoever would send me Mrs. Grass's chicken noodle soup. Mm. And I remember a few years ago not feeling well and um, making it. And I tasted it and I go, I can't eat this. Right. <laughs> it was so salty. Yeah. It was so salty and nothing, none of the flavors or the profiles that I remembered it once being was ever the same again. Do you ever share recipes with your mm-hmm. community? Yeah, so um, we were on Show Me St. Louis um, a few weeks ago. Greg's going to go back on this month also. We do. We share several of the different recipes. We've got a small little mini cookbook that we're getting ready to unveil um, using some of our sauces. Goal for this year would be to actually collaborate with some health coaches and different people and create a cookbook that's simplified. I mean, a lot of these cookbooks out there, they— overcomplicate things, 12, 15, mm-hmm. 20 ingredients. When when you're working with a, a, train, a French-trained chef, he simplifies everything. He just uses really good quality ingredients. ingredients. Yeah. Right, right. That's true. Have you guys thought about moving into the, like, the uh, home delivery, uh, like a HelloFresh or, you know, the Blue Apron kind of stuff on the local level? Oh, that's so a we great do. Idea. We, okay. use our, we do our success meals, our um, symbol success meals, which are specifically paleo and then the shape reclaims because those are the two protocols that the doctors are requesting and those are what the patients are kind of on. Okay. Um, we don't do delivery. They can pick them up. Um, We're moving into, we're we're starting to revamp some things. We're going to probably go to some different ways of doing it that make it a little bit more accessible. People ask all the time, shipping, FDA approvals on shipping of proteins is not easy. You literally have to have an office in your location. They have to approve everything. Everything when it comes Mm -hmm. to food sounds really simple, easy, because we see it coming across our feeds on on social media all the time. And the legalities around it really are not I can imagine. easy components. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to choose what's going to be best for your business. And if it makes sense, you'll go down that path. And if it doesn't make sense, you'll just, you know, change. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Total. I mean, you just kind of, you maneuver 
through all of it. You learn a lot as you go. I mean, even just the sauces themselves, when we went to go create our autoimmune, the no tomato pasta sauce and the no tomato barbecue sauce, we thought it would be as simple as generating a crowdfund, raising the money, and then outsourcing it to a co-packing facility to have it co-packed to be able to ship. And was it more complicated than that? It's not even that. <laughs> it actually is, is that food isn't made the way that we would think food is made. You go to a co-packing facility, they're opening up a can, they're opening up a box. It's already then been processed down. Oh, wow. So sodium is in oh. it. There's all kinds of preservatives, all of that. And all we were wanting to say is we want to regulate it from the farm knowing that it's coming in in its wholest, rawest form and breaking it down from there. And we've we've devalued food at this point. Okay. We're looking for better deals when you can go through a McDonald's drive-thru and get a, you know, a meal for a dollar yeah, or less see, than $3. I know when I'm going through McDonald's, I, so I went, Emily, Emily just admitted on the podcast that she goes to McDonald's. I mean, everybody, what, every make now a and note. then, every now and then, it's a great hangover here. Okay, I love their French fries. I haven't had McDonald's since two thousand and four. FYI. Seriously, wow. seriously, awesome. that's a really long time. Yeah. Well, I do love their French fries, no, and a that... couple of times a year, I will, you know, traveling or whatnot, I'll have them. But I do know when I'm doing that. Like, I'm very aware of the fact that I'm not actually feeding my body anything but just fixing Getting grace uh-huh. and, ha- and saving a hangover. That, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. So. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting because we talk about intuitive eating. There's all of these diet protocols that are out there. And, the, and uh, many of these diet protocols are created because people are allergic to certain foods mm-hmm. and uh, identifying what those foods are, but we see people get so hung up on it that they lose sight of a life Mm -hmm. and there's no fun in eating any longer. Uh, You know, gluten intolerance, Mm -hmm. I was never, I, I would have never said I had any food allergies, any food symptoms until I was recently diagnosed with celiac. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> but sorry. you know what? It's it's interesting because I sat across from my doctor and my doctor said, you are one of those that truly can never eat gluten. You should never really? eat gluten. And I said to him, I said, that does not work for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you hear about food sensitivities and irritability, you're usually going to gut health. It's going to cause stomach irritability. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on the toilet or you're vomiting or headaches, migraines, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Most don't understand is that depression, bipolar, mm-hmm. we, we're talking about what so many people are on medications for. And it's gluten sensitivities. Interesting. I did not know that. So until they took a history and then took lab work from me and I was diagnosed with bipolar um, in my 20s, I was hospitalized twice. Um, And then going into my hormone issues and going into all of these things, it literally wound up being, no, you really, it's the celiac comes and my triggers are the itty bitty shitty committee in Mm -hmm. my head. Mm. And so the longer I can go gluten-free and then I cheat and I do something, Mm -hmm. I now can recognize, oh, no, in 72 hours or in 48 hours, I'm going to have this that Mm -hmm. may happen. And it doesn't happen all the time. But the reality is, is that I've gotten much more aware of my body and the sensitivities that it brings on. And yeah, no, it really does. (laughs) So since you've been um, adjusting your diet Uh for the celiacs, have you noticed that your bipolar um, issues are being 
So I was diagnosed with bipolar in my 20s. I'm now in my 40s. I've been medication-free for a really long time, so I would have never uh, okay. identified with depression, bipolar, yeah. any anything like that. However, the last several years, um, anxiety shows up heavily, triggers, just easily trigger triggers that'll happen. Um, that little, they don't think it's just age-related, hormone-related, life-related. I can tell yeah. you after eliminating gluten out of my diet, I can tell you 100% it's gluten-related. Okay. That yeah. is incredible. It is. It is um, your brain and your gut work the exact same way. They communicate the same. And yeah, it's interesting. I would have never believed it until I had to go through it and experience it. And now I can say, no, right. it's really the gluten that does Amazing. it. Amazing. Yeah. What I mean, I, since you, you, this is kind of a niche of yours, um, do you have a sense of, uh, it's a fairly high percentage of people that are gluten intolerant, right? Is it? Well, in America, everything is so processed down. If you go into the grocery store, we've eliminated any nutrients yeah. in mm-hmm. anything. I mean, it's just, I think we've overconsumed so many of these processed foods. you'll hear and hear conversations with people that'll go over to Italy and they'll have, you know, all of this and they, and they have no triggers. They don't have any, any problems whatsoever. I think I also, I was at every meal and I had no problems just in June. I will also say that I think, um, when I, when somebody says you can never have gluten, I don't believe that to be a hundred percent true. I believe that our mindset creates a lot and we can reprogram a lot of things off of it. So uh, you, it, your mind is absolutely a powerful Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can create problems and solve problems. <laughs> yeah, we've within just, your mind. I mean, I think the whole gluten intolerance thing is literally that our foods have been so processed down that we're getting little to no nutrients and we're over consuming. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, way over-consuming gluten sure. at this point. And we're expecting our bodies to process what we put in it. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're like, we, we, we've taken all the nutrients out, but hey, stomach and intestines, I still need you to process this stuff yeah. that I've just eaten. It's glue. I mean, what we're eating is, you know, you mix flour with water and it turns into glue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's sticking in our oh, insides. And, and why do we just, have weight problems like a, in the a, United States? A recall yeah. on uh, Tyson chicken nuggets or something the other day. Mm-hmm. My son and I were watching the news and they were like, yeah, because they found like wood and rubber in the nuggets. No. Yeah. Yeah. And oh so they my were, they God. had to uh they and like had to recall it. I mean, I don't buy the Tyson chicken nuggets anyway, but it was like that's because, you know, it, they put bunches of things in there to um to congeal it. Congeal it. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's it's no Find fun. It. It's oh no fun. God. But you know, we have been talking a lot about this gut health and 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 food and everything like that. Let's take a real quick break and when we mm-hmm. come back, I really want to focus in on the work you're doing with your group on Facebook, what brought it about, mm-hmm. you know, what inspired oh. you and and things of of that yeah, nature. Yeah, I think that sounds great. Does that sound good with you? Yeah, ladies? sounds fun. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Yeah. Oh, oh hey. hey. Oh, gosh, we're back. 
<laughs> oh my god! Yeah, hell open. Put the phone yeah, down. We, we were all just looking at our glasses, mm, doing texting. Yeah. yeah, you know, like no, I'll be and home later. And then Sam gave us the thumbs up. We're like, oh my goodness, here we are. Yeah. So we, here I was we are. envisioning I was by the fire pit with this wine. <laughs> and the, Yes, and the panties were dropping. Yeah. (laughs) Because it was so hot by the fire. (laughs) Anyway, we're back. Yes, we are. And we're happy. That's true. And uh, and our guest is happy. Yeah, the wine is very good. (laughs) I can't wait to go buy a bottle. (laughs) It's not that it's like like $15 bottle. Between $12 and $15. Does it have it on the back? No, no, it's, it's around yeah. 15 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it is a fun-looking bottle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very appropriate. Very so much. earlier in the episode, we we had our uh, vocabulary lesson on um, motherfucking for Emily. Yes. But I would love for you to share with our listeners, Becky, the story of the Bamfuck Group's evolution, <laughs> why it came about, and you know, what's happened since then. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out the what's happening since then (laughs) part. Um, So it literally was, I dropped my son off at college. He's my second. My daughter um, moved out last year. I dropped him off at Missouri State. She's at um, uh, UMKC. And I was like, I'm in my 40s. I'm all of a sudden an empty nester. And what's my world going to look like? And I was one of those moms leading into it, extremely depressed for several months prior to, and then coming home and going, what's this going to look like? And I remember dropping him off and all of the, the, seeing the sorority house with all of these girls singing and dancing and celebrating their life. And I was like, what if there was a sorority for women mm-hmm. that were older? <laughs> right. Oh. And it literally was, I remember it was about a week after I had gotten home after dropping him off. I was sitting on the couch all by myself and the idea came to my head. What if there was a sorority group for women called Badass Motherfucking Unicorn Club? Well, it's- it would actually be Beta Alpha Mu <laughs> by... Upsilon Chi. <laughs> nice. Wow. I love it. I never went to college. So, yeah. Like, not a university I mean, like that. So, I would have never known what yeah, anything was. I mean, was. If, if it's a sorority, it's a beta absolute. That's excellent. Alpha. Wow. I yeah, think we need to, yeah. like, make that well, we shirt. Do. We have right? it's B A M, and then it's an F with a unicorn yeah. as the U. Yes. And then C. So it's kind of like the old school, like the movie Old School, but for women. Yes. And way sassy. Well, the funny thing is, is that I posted this and I mean, the comments were just blowing up and I go, I I better create this into a group. So I created it into a private um, Facebook group. So you can go, you can search it on Facebook, Badass Motherfucking Unicorn club and you can't mm-hmm. find it so if you're oh, a, really? if it's a private group you cannot find it by searching it right. oh. you literally have to be invited in by somebody who is oh. a member of that group that's the only way you can see anything know anything so i in those few moments after seeing this feed just blowing up i turned it into a group and had t- over 200 members like in that. like no time yeah. whatsoever and then I was like, well, sororities are only 
you can only enroll one time a year mm-hmm. and open enrollment only lasts for so long. So it was like once a month was open Rush. enrollment. Oh, sure. <laughs> it was your opportunity to invite whoever. So we're at, I don't know, I think we're at like 311 members. We created some rules around it. We don't really follow anything, um, any of them. And the group just kind of took off on its own. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to try and structure things and do some different things. We've done a couple of dinners. We've done um, some, we've done a couple dinners. We had, we all gathered for the holidays and many, many show up. I mean, we have 50 people that will show up to anything that's going on, but the groups really just kind of I, I created it and then it's kind of taken a life of its own. Everybody's contributing, but it's so interesting and funny when I'm out and somebody goes, you're Becky, aren't you? And I go, yeah. And I think they'll know me from the restaurant and they go, I'm part of the Bam Fox. And I think that was one of the other things. People were hashtagging Bam Fuck everywhere. Oh, and I'm yeah. going, what is that? What's this hashtag? And I Google searched. <laughs> oh, it's you. I had to Google search what it was. Your own group. And somebody goes, no, it's the acronym. Badass motherfucking unicorn club. So what oh, is, you, yeah. you didn't even create <laughs> no. that. Oh my gosh, that's not anything fun. I had thought of. That's no. Fun. So what is the? I mean, this is something that I think globally, right? There, there could be women that oh, yeah. belong in this sorority all around the world. So why, why closed group? Well, mm. it's a closed group because it 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 holds the. It holds it to make sure that it is only women. And you'd be surprised as to how many have tried inviting men in. And oh. I and I will literally go in and I'll delete the one because I know who's to inviting them in. And I will delete the woman who invited that, that man oh. in and them. And even though the group hasn't, um, you don't, we've had some very personal things that have taken place in it. Not a whole lot. And again, not investing a whole lot of time and energy into it right now, but it's an active group of mm-hmm. over 300 and something women. And when somebody's feeling in a not safe place, like one woman this last week reached out and she said, I need to get out of my house. I need a safe place to go. Who can, where can I go for four weeks while I can save up enough for right. rent or whatever it right. is? You know, a lot of it is really joking, pictures of unicorns and different sure. things. Sure. You know, it's pretty lighthearted. Yeah, Yeah. it's pretty lighthearted for the most part. But we're doing a Galentine's Day dinner um, on the 14th, or not the 14th, the 13th of February. A lot of those women are coming. And it really is women that are just looking for their community. Mm -hmm. And single women will show up and not know anybody and they'll meet people. Leave with friends. Yeah, they will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They will. I think that... You know, me being in my 40s and an empty nester and going, where does my life go now? What's it look like now? Who am I as a female entrepreneur, as a somebody who identified as a mom, and now that component is gone, where's my community? And we really look for those connections and those connections that you can say anything and not feel right. like you're being judged. Right. Right, because we have a lot to say. And so often in our lives, especially our earlier lives, we learn to hold our tongue. We learn to suppress. And you get to a certain point, you're like, I, I just got to gotta be able to be me. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. fit into anybody else's idea of who I am 
any longer. I just have to be me. And so you've created a place where people can just be themselves. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that there is some branding opportunities. I think that with the oh, right person goodness. and the right collaboration, it can definitely turn into something that could be amazing. I don't have the time and the energy to focus on it with yeah. it being solely me, but I, I, I it's yeah. kind of taken a life of its own and we're letting it bubble up and the right person yeah. you will show up. That. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you're, you're very much a, kind of a spiritual, intuitive person. And so, yeah. you know, you put something out there and the right opportunity is going to come. Yeah, I'm yeah. an action person. So mm-hmm. I say yes to a lot of things. I let let it see if it unfolds. I don't believe a whole lot in the failure component of it. I've learned a lot to know the differentiators between what true, you know, I don't even know if there really is failure. I don't judge it any longer. Like Mm -hmm. I can post something if it doesn't unfold the way that I imagined it, I let it go. I don't really Mm -hmm. care anymore. It's just not the path. Well, my question is, would you, do you think in your life um, that when you were 20 years ago, would you have been ready for a group like this? Would you have, would you have appreciated what you have now? No. So what I, this is something that I'm always thinking about. How do we, and and are we even responsible to our younger sisters when in their 20s to help them avoid or the pitfalls that we've all gone through? Am I responsible for that? I don't know. Sometimes I wish there would, I could, you know, I know that, you know, in my 20s, I I thought, you know, I that I could do no wrong. You know, I had the answers mm-hmm. to everything, right? But maybe because I didn't have women of, you know, of our our stature, our, our, our wisdom in my life at that point in time to give me any other idea, then I am everything. I find this to be an interesting story. When I was, um, my daughter, it was about four years ago, my daughter was a senior in high school. It was spring break. I said, I wanted to go on a trip with her and I, and I put something out there and there was a high school friend that reached out. I hadn't seen her since high school. This was only four years ago. So yeah. we yeah. had great, yeah, it was a long time. Years not, or whatever. She yeah. lives in Utah and she goes, come out and see me. I'm like, we weren't even that good of friends. And she was one of the wealthy ones in uh, high school. Yeah. And she was one of the drinkers. She was the partier. I was not really in that group, but there was something that was like, oh, let's go. And we had the absolute amazing experience ever. And we just traveled, her and her daughter, myself and my daughter. And we went to on a couple of hikes and we ventured out. And my my mom and my stepdad were divorced. My mom, um, who I always saw as an alcoholic, very independent, but I was extremely embarrassed by mm-hmm. so many of the things that she said and did. And was at that the time, from because of her alcoholism? Yeah, I think there were me- there were many components, but at the time, even when I went to go see Sam, I was not in a good place with my mom, and I went to go see her, and she's having this conversation, going, "I saw your mom as an independent woman. She didn't see my mom the same way. She didn't know the alcoholism. She yeah. didn't know that she, my mom. You know, well, all there's of a the big stories. difference between what you see inside the house versus what Correct. you see outside. But Sam saw my mom as this independent, powerful woman." that she admired because she didn't have any of those women in her life. And the way that these conversations were taking place, I was like going, I didn't see my mom like that, but you saw my mom like that. 
And, and that's now so I kind true. of and can it was like, appreciate that perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. My mom was the one that left my dad. You know, my yeah. dad then fought for custody. This was in the 80s. Oh, wow. That didn't happen. That's Kramer versus Kramer stuff. Yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah. So, but it was when you can start shifting the perspective and having these conversations to see what the story is on the other side, you stop judging quite as much and you go, oh, she, you know, I, yeah. who am I to judge my mom when she was in her 30s and in an unhappy marriage and all of that kind of stuff to stand up and say, I'm willing to leave for my freedom. Like, I yeah. want to mm-hmm. be happy. Yeah. I mean, think about now, you know, you're past your 30s and looking yeah. back and thinking about how young and impressionable we were in our 30s. Like, <laughs> congratulations to your mom. For stepping oh, up then. hands down. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it took that conversation, I think, for me to go full circle and say, yeah. it took a lot. So did her alcohol dependency decrease when she started living her life under her own terms? Um, it took a long time. She struggled with it for many years. I'm, I'm happy to say that she's now, um, she's sober again. She went back to drinking for a few years after losing her husband, my mm-hmm. stepdad, um, who we were all very, very close to. And she struggled. But I think as of today, she's in a really, really good place. Mm-hmm. And great. she's had to go through a lot of her own obstacles. But um, I think that trip out to Utah and spending that time with Sam, who is my high school friend, gave me the patience to kind of see it through and just have more mm-hmm. conversations and not be as judgmental around it. But isn't it wonderful that a friend that you weren't necessarily connected that closely to in high school answered a call you put out there and was open and willing to have, come come see me? You know, like like you think about where she was in her own headspace to to invite you and your daughter to yeah like, it was how how generous it literally was one of the most magical moments because we haven't even talked much since then. Right. But it was in that moment, there was something about all of us needing to connect and bond. And and it was just for that moment. And listening to what the universe was giving you and not ignoring it. I mean, that's that's so so beautiful. And I'm guessing that your daughter had a powerful experience as well. Well, my daughter and her daughter, who was several years younger than my daughter, are sitting in the back seat hearing our conversations. And hands down, it was transforming for them as well. I'm sure of it. You know, I, I I think that that's the message here is kind of tying back to your question, Michelle, mm-hmm. is, which is, do we as women who are um, now, you know, in our 40s plus, yeah, you know, do, do we, <laughs> you know, do we mentor these younger women, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and to me, the answer is absolutely yes. And um, and really what it comes down to is being open to have those conversations with, with other women. That's that's what we're doing with Clearly Speaking is helping to lift other women. And yes, you're right. There are going to be younger women who are not ready to hear the message. Those aren't necessarily the women that are going to be drawn to us and want to hear our message. But there are plenty of of women out there who are going through the variety of struggles that we've brought on to our discussions around this table. And, 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 you know, not all discussions are going to resonate with them either. But I want to continue to provide that open space that says, if this is something you can relate to, 
count on us. We are here. We we have lived through some things. We're bringing guests onto our program that have lived through some things, and there are there is wisdom to impart and share. I think it's important because there are plenty of times in my younger years where I was facing a struggle, and and I didn't quite have the community to help me through it at that time. And I, I think it's important, and I think that's part of BAMFUCK. It's like, let's create a space where women can talk and, well, and create and, a community. And I'm just, I'm just going to pile on okay, right now. Okay, bring uh, it. I, I find that in my advanced age here, my, my, I'm the 40-plus, that I will speak up more even if they're not ready to hear it mm. you know like mm-hmm. i would like let's say 10 years ago i would be like oh it's not really my place to to say something right now but if if somebody is ex- ex- sharing a story of of something that they see happening or something that's happened in their life i i i actually like stop and i'll say okay let's talk about this right now you're telling me that you were faced with a life-threatening physical situation and you you had to go home first to make sure your son had the car before you went to the uh, ER. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Let's yeah. talk about the fact that you have to put yourself first, you know? Wake up conversations. Wake up, right. But I feel like had that happened five years ago, six, whatever, I, I might not have just spoken up because, because oh, it's not really my place. Now it's like, well, fuck it, it's my place. Yeah. I'm on this earth to help to help myself, to help people, like, <laughs> like to, like... That's fair. If you... I like it. I want... I don't want anybody to feel that they... That their own life and their own health is worth less than the people that are around them, their family yeah. or their spouse or their job or their blah, 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 that's, blah. Well, and I fair. think that's why I created the BAMFOC is because it's... We can preach all we want, mm-hmm. but it's through action us being an action of it and enough of us being an action of it that helps shift because when change we're talking society correct yeah when we're talking about social media when we're talking about all of these different things we see so much perfection still going on out there and we're trying to fit into those molds and the reality is is we're looking for we're seeking authenticity we mm-hmm. want to know that there are authentic people that we can confide in and not feel like we're being judged for it and that we're not triggered by it. The more real conversations we have and the more we show our own struggles, I think is mm-hmm. when you're going to start seeing the shift. And and when we as Absolutely. women share the fact that we can be vulnerable and that's why we, you know, conversations over wine ever, somebody's always going to <laughs> always going to share vulnerability, it's right? It's so true. I mean, think about the times your girlfriend's in, like the, the, the bottle's out and then, you know, next thing you know one of your friends has opened her heart and she just laid it out on the table and then this huge group hug comes along, mm-hmm. raises her up and she's like this is exactly what I needed. I needed to know that I'm not crazy. I'm I needed, not the only one. I'm not the only yeah. one that feels this way. I'm not the only one that their body's doing this too. I'm not the only one that my relationship XYZ, blah, blah, blah. And so when you share that vulnerability, you actually allow more healing and more more beauty into your life because others others are going to show you that you matter. Mm-hmm. And then you 
start to go, yeah, well, I do matter. Yeah. I matter a whole lot. Motherfucking, I matter a lot, you know? <laughs> I am a unicorn. Damn it. I'm a unicorn. Yeah, you know? I'm excited, and I'll I'll say this here. I don't know when you guys are actually airing this. It's in, like, three weeks. It'll okay, air. we'll probably have more details, but we because ha- we haven't announced it, but May 10th, we're actually going to pull the trigger on what will be um, called our first annual symposium. And I'm collaborating with Lisa Jenkins, a coach that I admire and look up to quite quite a bit. And her and I are collaborating on a one-day event that we hope to inspire and get more women professionals um, being more authentic yeah. and tapping into their own true voice and healing. So um, our blog is a bit behind our podcast schedule for now. It It will eventually, you know. know. It's just two of us. Yeah, we'll we'll get an intern someday. Um, Hint, hint, (laughs) we need an intern. Do you know what it's like to sit there at the computer after you've drank a (laughs) bottle of wine on an episode? It just doesn't happen. It's tough. But but we will make sure to share the information about the— It'll be my goal to have it all detailed so that you can have it. Yeah. In like four weeks, because Perfect. by the time you know yeah. the episode comes out, then it's like, oh, it's the blog time and mm-hmm. all of those things. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exciting. Yeah, it's yeah. something uh, everybody's always asked because my my history was life coaching for fifteen years prior to opening up the restaurants, and I walked away from it. And everybody kept going, when will you go back? When will you go back? And I said, when I realize what I'm supposed to coach on next, and. You know, now that I've gone through my own struggles on the brick and mortar and the business side of things Mm -hmm. and go, okay, now it's more about the mindset components, um, which is what I've done. But I think I honestly had to experience more things. And and you can't coach until you experience enough stuff. Yeah, of course. <laughs> now that I put that out there, it's it's ready. It's, it's absolutely yeah. true. It's yeah. absolutely true. And I think that's one of the interesting things about women is that the older we get, the the I mean, we were already fully fully fledged women of depth when we were in our 20s. Mm-hmm. But we've filled out those levels, right? We've had things happen. We've mm-hmm. experienced joys and heartbreak and 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 we've taken risks. We've had the sand kicked in our face, but we've gotten back up, you know? And so, like, our the texture of our lives is so really cool and interesting. Mm. And I'm, I'm like, extremely happy to be where I am in my life. I look forward to the next 10 years because that's kind of crazy thinking how old I'll be in 10 years. But I wouldn't go backwards. I was going to say, I like to explain it in Emily terms, wine terms. In our <laughs> 20s, we were all about the Boone's wine and how quickly oh, could we drink it. Sure. We didn't savor any flavors or oh, profiles. No, no. And it was $3. And now, yeah. And now you'll let a bottle of wine she rest will. She will. for an hour <laughs> before you start. And then you'll you'll savor it and you'll savor it and you'll look mm-hmm. at all of the profiles and the components. And that's what time teaches us. Patience is huge. Mm-hmm. Without patience, you're you're missing out on the journey. The patience mm-hmm. is the journey and the journey is the absolute most I mean, that's fun where all the beauty ex- is, the right? All those part. little nuggets it are is. there. It yeah. is. And it's the smells and the senses mm-hmm. and it's tapping into all of that. And I think when you hit your 40s, mm-hmm. you enjoy that component 
And many are still trying to drink that bottle as quickly as they can. Well, (laughs) I have to say that I have still on occasion drank the bottle way too fast. Oh, sure, we all do. And and my my body reminds me that, oh, you are not 20. You are so far from 20 right now. But it's good you thought you were yesterday when you were drinking that wine so fast. You know, to, to... Eventually I will learn. To build on what you said, Michelle, that you wouldn't go back. My mom always said that, you know, she would never go back, you know, in age. And when I was young, I never understood it. I was like, what? You wouldn't be 20 again? Why not? <laughs> Look how awesome I, I am. am. <laughs> like, hello. <laughs> but, um, you know, with every decade, I, I, feel, I, I, I feel even more strongly that I, I support that sentiment. And, you know, I, I remember right, be- right before I turned 30, um, I, I, I was talking with a woman who was like, oh, my 30th birthday, it was the best birthday. She's like, oh, you know, I just, in my 30s, I started to really feel confident in who I am, you know, and I turned 30 and I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. <laughs> yes, I'm starting to really feel confidence in who I am, you know. And then by the time the 40s rolled around, I was like, not only am I confident in who I am, but I'm ready to make the plays in life that I need to make to live the life I want to build on who I am, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, in your 50s then, you have the freedom to— be- So it's, yeah. it is it is an amazing—now, like with every decade, I just— I thank my mom for sharing that statement, and it means more and more and more to me every year that passes. My mom always said when I was in my 20s, she goes, wait until you hit your 30s. And then I hit my 30s, and she was like, wait Wait until you you hit your your 40s. 40s. (laughs) And now I'm in my 40s, and she goes, you don't want to get past your 50s. Well, and yeah, mine, mine is just right around the corner when I when I cross over to that line. And I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it for a variety of reasons because— I'm that much closer to like having, I mean, I've been raising children for the last 24 years, right? Mm, and yeah. so I'll, I'm going to be pretty close to be done. I'm, I'm, I'm truly going to be an empty nester and I will probably, I, I know I'll feel just as empty as, as you did taking okay. the last child it off. It really was not that bad. Oh, no, no, your child listening. Your child listening. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, <awful>. no. <laughs> two weeks. I joke around about it all the time ago. It took me two weeks to realize I felt like I went away to college. But <laughs> I think that that's part of the belief. We are programmed to think that we're supposed to feel this yeah, way. Yeah. Because so mm. many are saying that and verbalizing sure. it and vocalizing it. And so becomes you go, reality. oh, it becomes reality. Then you feel and this bad is, if you don't feel that and way. Then, exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm a terrible mom. Exactly. And then I'm like going, no, this is bullshit because I feel like I just created freedom for myself and I just went away to a to college because I could have a party if I wanted to. I could have liquor in my house and not worry about somebody <laughs> drinking it. You I could have a, sex anywhere. Anywhere. I could walk around <laughs> naked and not yeah. worry that somebody, kids were going to be sleeping on my couch. Mm-hmm. It was a sense of freedom that I all of a sudden, an accomplishment. You know, yeah. I got these two kids grown and out of the house and successfully onto college and proud that I felt like they were independent adults mm-hmm. ready for the next component. And I felt like I just like won the lottery. <laughs> That's perfect. I, I am. Fa- I t- 
totally have the same mindset. I have yeah. one left. He's a sophomore in high school. He's uh, he's amazing and awesome and wonderful. But I I kind of feel like he and I both, as it comes closer to being eighteen and ready to go off to college, that he's going to be like, "See ya, mom." Yeah. I mean, he is so funny that when okay. So he's a sophomore in high school. My my second oldest, he's off. At, he's a sophomore in college, and so the the first year that uh, William was home with me by himself, and my my kids all came back. My daughter is uh, twenty four now, but anyway, when they all came back for Christmas, my son William said, "Oh man, you got to deal with mom now." And they're like, "Why? What?" He goes. <laughs> Well, I've been the only one talking to her for the last four months. <laughs> you guys need to step in. So true. It's, it's so like, true. I'm done with her. Yeah. You know? I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Somebody give me a relief, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, I was like, William, well, you know, you have to entertain me for four years. You're by yourself. You're the last one. You have to go on errands with me. Yes. We're going to go to Home Depot and Ikea. We're going to paint stuff. We're going to clean the house. We're going to clean the house. Do we're the gonna, dishes. people over for, or for dinners. Me. Yeah. And he's, it, he's, He's pretty he's And he pretty doesn't have his driver's license yet. Once he has his driver's license, watch out. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah he's going to be gone. He's going to be busy. And I realize that. So I have about like three and a half months left of like that prime beautiful time. And then he's he's gone yeah. on his own life, which is fine. And, you know, I think in my opinion, you know you're successful when your children are ready to go. Oh, absolutely. And they don't look back, right? You know, they're like, you know, mom, it's great. And you're like, oh, thank you. Go fly. Go fly. Uh-huh. Go far. I know. And I've had I've had women, friends in the neighborhood who've had children after, you know, younger than mine. They're like, how do you do it? Your daughter's so far away. You know, uh, aren't, don't you like miss her? And I said, well, of course I miss her. They're like, well, I mean, don't you wish she lived closer? And I'm like, she's living her life. Yeah. I know. Her, I, she's not designed. She's I an I amazing young woman. And it's like, you can't. You can't, I can't help but be back. proud of that. You can't hold your children no. back. You, I think you look and you start looking at it's about the quality of time yeah. versus quantity of time. And it is so awesome mm. being a parent to adult kids. Yeah. Mm. Like it is like my daughter came home over the holidays and to go say, hey, let's meet up for happy hour. You know, yeah. planning her wedding. All of these things <gasps> that you. Oh, she's getting married. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready for that component yet, yeah. but I, I like, yeah, yeah, they've been dating for eight years, I think oh, now, seven, oh, eight years. Yeah, it's been a, one of those high school romances that went into college. and great. Yeah. Um, but it's also like, I educate, you know, like for yeah. me, it's right now education and he's going to law school and she's going for her um to be an RN and then her master's to be an, a nurse practitioner. Okay. So th- there's still more college ahead of them. And Are they getting married before they 2020, graduate? Correct. Yeah. 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 So it's like, okay, this is on a super tight shoestring budget and we got to mm-hmm. be creative and fun. And I'm okay with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like those challenges. It sounds like they've been together for a long time. They oh, have, they're practical. Amazing. They have real love. They're going through school. Like they know that, yeah, you know this yes. isn't going to be a Ritz Carlton wedding. And I was twenty two right? when I got married. She's I was twenty four. She's twenty two now, and I had a I had her when I was twenty two. Oh, so it. Yeah. I mean, she's already like yeah. surpassed me, and she's way smarter than I was at that age. So yeah, we're good. We're good. I don't have any issues with any of it. Yeah, oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So are you are you going through the process of? planning the wedding now and yeah we're trying to get them to hunker in on an exact date and we're trying to do a location so that we can do the food 
So oh, that's kind perfect. of where we're at right now. Yeah. Wonderful. And yeah. we've done a few weddings on our, you know, with the restaurant and that kind of thing. And we know how to be creative. It's finding the location. So currently it's identifying the location that we can do mm. something. And I'm saying to them, let's, you're youthful. Let's not make this super <laughs> formal. Like turn this into a concert. They want a band. They want a DJ. Have fun. Food stations, no You're formal You're not going to remember it anyway because that's what happens they on your want, wedding day. They want their friends. Yeah, you just you want know, to party. It's their friends and their family. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. have fun and celebrate. Exactly. It doesn't have to be super formal. That's a message we should just practice in general. Have fun and celebrate. <laughs> that's a great message. Yeah. 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 However formal you need to be. But if yeah. you can, in your life, figure out how to say motherfucker without feeling blushing. weird without blushing just like you should be able to say clitoris or clitoris. clitorally speaking clitorally or, speaking, or <laughs> vagina when, we, right. when, we, or when i started breast. that group you'd be surprised as to how many women didn't wanted me to change the name so that motherfucking was not a component in it and it was actually me standing up and saying no this is what it is this is my group I've Damn created it. it. My, yeah. And if you don't want to be in it, that's then, fine. Yeah. Step out. Right. We're not all going to agree 100% with everything. And you may have things that have triggered where you emotionally are not connected to certain words or yeah. whatever. And I get that. But would you rather work through that and see another side? In a side, safe space. In a Absolutely. safe space. Yeah. Then say that this is wrong and that's not a part of it because yeah. they were looking at the terminology to be you know, not good. And I'm it's looking at it very, going... It's not very ladylike, it's you not, know. And, but I, and I was looking at it, I'm a mom that likes to fuck. So let's <laughs> right. just call it a motherfucking. <laughs> I was not looking at it. I, my intention was never for it to be derogatory. Right. It was embracing all feminine. Yeah, it's, it. it's a powerful... I, 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 I like get it. The, the the hero yes. on our wine bottle. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's standing there. Or We're being like, strong. Or the... the we're unapologetic. The girl right. in New York City, right? The one outside the Wall Street, you know, that statue. Mm-hmm. And she's fearless is what she's called. Absolutely. And I find when people when people have a little pushback, it's because you, and especially even our podcast name, Clitorally Speaking, it's because we've, we've, I, we've touched on something that they have, that they've suppressed and they're not comfortable with, yet... Yeah, they don't. They don't know how to be comfortable with it. We touched on one of those eight thousand nerves. There are eight thousand. <laughs> there <laughs> are. Just say, and with the fact that you're even saying touching, I'm literally uh, speaking. Yeah, yeah. There are eight. Is that your take? Yeah. Touching, I'm literally speaking. <laughs> well, there are eight thousand nerves in the yes. clitoris, and we intend to hit every single one of them on our podcast. That's absolutely That's stimulating correct. in itself. <laughs> you know, that is one of the. We need to be using that hashtag. Hashtag you stimulating. Know. Have you? Emily, gosh, we learn something every day. I know. Fire the intern. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Becky, this has been absolutely wonderful. I have so enjoyed this conversation. I can't wait to the symbolism party in a few. We will share. We'll share that. Um, Absolutely. And hopefully, you know, we're we're members of Bamfuck. If you guys aren't aware, I know. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be able to come to the thing. You know. Yeah, and and I I do anticipate the fact that I, I feel like Bamfuck can, can grow and serve. Yeah, right? maybe clitorally speaking and Bamfuck collaborate and mm-hmm. turn and it into know, something. Because you know that you have members in Bamfuck that would be 
phenomenal guests. Oh, absolutely. On our hands, show. So hands down. We definitely want to have, you know, send us emails, connect us with, with um, mm-hmm. members of that because we definitely want to tell everybody's story. Yeah. And maybe we should do some little meetups, you know? That would be. Oh, Amazing! Yeah, here, yeah. we are, here we are collaborating. I know. Here we right are on already. We it's just need to find that intern. <laughs> Real time. <laughs> Holy cow! What, could we be so lucky? So, yes. anyway, it's been wonderful having you. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has yeah. been a great, Thank you. A great night. Us. And all of our listeners out there, you know the drill. Like yes. us on all of our socials. Follow us. Um, go to iTunes. Five stars. Like we're Uber, we are your Uber driver. Leave us a right. review so people can find us and. and Please give us a call. We want to hear from you. 812-727-0794. If you have any comments to share on tonight's conversation um, or just any ideas for future future guests and conversations, Oh, just, just talk to us. That's yeah. all we say. And just give us a call. Talk to us. Yeah. It would be awesome and wonderful. You can just ramble. Just call and ramble. Much like our show. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. We love everybody out there. And yes. have a great evening. And cheers. And cheers, everyone. Good night. Good night. <laughs>